Welcome to Outside by Design, the podcast about the business side of creativity in the outdoor industry. I talk to some of our industry's finest leaders, entrepreneurs, freelancers, and creatives about crafting a life and a career based upon being outside. Hey, everybody, welcome to Outside by Design. I am your host, Lisa Slagle, and in my day job, I run and own a creative agency called Wheelie, which is an incredibly fun group of people making beautiful, beautiful creative work and marketing. And you can check us out at wheeliecreative.com. And then for fun, because that job hooks me up with so many amazing human beings, I run this podcast. And uh, t- and today is no different. Today, I had the privilege of speaking with Marie Weathers. She's the dealer service, customer service manager at Dekine. And I really like this episode because I find systems fascinating. She does a lot with operations and sales at Dekine. And so that's really different than a lot of our guests who work in the creative industry. And I think it's so valuable to hear perspective from Marie and positivity and uh, empathy. She talks about sales as empathy. And she's just a really, really bright light in the industry. So check it out. I know you're going to learn a lot. I learned a lot. And uh, Marie's awesome. The first time I met Marie, she and somebody else at Dekine named Sarah, they were they were crushing it at Rome Fest and having a really, really fun booth where they had this giant oversized beer pong game and giving out free gear. And these ladies are just awesome and they really like fun. So I like them. But check it out. I think you're going to learn a lot. Hey, Marie, thank you so much for being here on Outside by Design today. Thank you, Lisa. Glad to be here. Yeah. So the first question we always ask everybody is to describe where they are and what their setting looks like. And so where are you? I am in Hood River, Oregon. I am in a showroom closet. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I thought it would be the most quiet spot where somebody won't walk by and hackle me um, or heckle me. And I have a view of the Columbia Gorge, so I can't complain about that. It's a little hazy and chilly here, but we're all praying for snow and getting ready for the winter. So Nice. And are you located in Hood River all year long? Yes, I am. Wow, that's awesome. Yes, can't complain about that. <laughs> Do you kiteboard? Have you gotten into it? Um, I have not. I um, was all prepped to try uh, doing the training, uh, do it like the little kite trainer kite thing and take some lessons. Um, but I got back on my mountain bike after about a five-year hiatus. Um, I was living in the Midwest before moving out here and uh, kind of forgot how much I loved that thing. So uh, I haven't really had time to try the kiting. It's, it's usually a conflict um, because the wind is so great in the summertime, but I'd rather be out on my bike. So, and you guys have such good mountain bike trails out there. Yes, uh, Post Canyon is about a ten-minute drive from the office, or uh, about a twenty-minute bike ride from my house. So that's usually where I'm at the second um, I can get out of here. And and then we've got Syncline across the river in Washington, and uh, Sandy uh, Trail, the Sandy Ridge Trail Systems just over on the other side of the mountain, about an hour and a half away. So pretty spoiled. Nice. Nice. And your job title is the customer service manager 
specifically with dealer services, right, at Dekine? Yes. And so can you just tell our audience kind of what you do and what your what your whole deal is? Sure. Um, well, I actually, I started off at Dekine as a dealer service rep, so I'm just managing accounts for the U.S. And then about a year in, um, I became a supervisor uh, for the team and then moved into a manager title about two years ago. Um, so basically, our, our main job is just to uh, support all of the major accounts that our sales reps are out working with, making sure that uh, our orders uh, that they place with us are arriving full and on time, and they get into our dealer's hands so they can get out on the shelves, and customers uh, can come in and purchase the, the goods. So, um, And then on the side, I also have worked really uh, closely with our IT team on developing and and integrating all the data to create our business-to-business website, which is used for dealers to log in and place orders independently. And uh, and yeah, so just keeping the sales team happy, giving them the tools that they need to get out there and sell the goods and um, keep business rolling along. That's awesome. We have not talked to any customer service managers on the podcast or people who run a sales team. So this is awesome. Yeah, it's, um, you know, uh, a lot of people don't really think about uh, that as a, an opportunity with a brand and the team I manage is, um, it's a fairly in, uh, entry level department, but at the same time, we've got a lot of amazing skill sets and uh, it's kind of cool to be able to manage a team where you're helping people springboard in, into the industry. So um, you know, they get in and then it's great when you can see them move up and in the company or move on to other brands and, and do well for themselves. So, uh, it's a, it's a great department to be in because you're shaking hands with everybody else. We work with procurement and merchandising and the product team. So, um, you learn a lot about the industry very quickly. That is super valuable, um, especially because so many people who listen to the podcast are more in the creative side of things where a lot for a lot of designers and photographers and writers and people in the creative industry, it's a stereotype, but a lot of creative people are scared of sales and they're scared to talk about sales. And so I'm excited because you're a cool human being that's in customer service so well thank you <laughs> uh what do, what do you have for that yeah what do you have for that mindset like uh what can you tell people about kind of like where you come from when you go to train a sales team like what's your kind of stance on that well for the in-house side I mean it's all about it's really it's customer service it's having that um, easygoing personality and, and the willingness to really dig in and troubleshoot and problem solve because um, where our department is, it's really where uh, the rubber meets the road. All the decisions that the product team has made and that our procurement team has made to get product um, out to our accounts, um, all of those decisions really boil down to, to our ability to get the job, uh, to get the orders out the door. So, um, you know, there's times where maybe things aren't going so well or we had, um, you know, mother nature hits and uh, our shipments didn't come on time to the factory and we have to explain that to our dealers and work with them and and make sure that that we're satisfying their needs and we're also not impacting their ability to sell our product so um, you just have to be patient and have empathy and also um, be willing to dig in and troubleshoot and and work with other departments so that way every season we get better and better at what we do. This is so great. I'm excited to be talking to you. So we, you know, as a creative agency, we work with product engineers a lot. 
And I find it to be kind of entertaining, but also I totally understand how product engineers kind of like hate designers and marketing teams because they've spent like (laughs) years making something and then this marketing team is going to speak for them and like try to explain everything they've thought when they've designed a product. So do you end up even further down that line where now you have to teach other people how to talk about the product or is that part of your job? Um, to a degree, it is. We have sales meetings twice a year um, that cover each one of our season launches. So we have a winter sales meeting and a summer sales meeting. And um, it's actually great because it's the opportunity for my team to sit in and listen to the, to our product team talk about the product and the goods and really understand the story behind each item and um, all of the technical features. And so when you get on the phone and you have a dealer who's not sure, like maybe they want to try something new and bring it into their store. Um, my team can, t- can speak to that. I mean, our sales reps are really the ones out there on the ground doing that, but it even, it, it drives it home further when you have people in-house who know the product and um, they, they've had their hands on it and they're actually like hearing the story from the product team. Um, and, and the marketing team plays, I mean, they have a, they, they play a role too. They, they put together these awesome videos and um, you know, my team tries to stay on top of social media so we know what's going on and what we're promoting on our uh, consumer direct side. But when it comes to our business to business side, it's it's still very important for us to be able to to talk about each line and and to continue to maintain uh, brand confidence with all the dealers that we're working with. So, um, yeah, it's education on product is totally key across the board in every in every department, even in finance. <laughs> so we, we, we really uh, stress that here at Dekine. Nice. And what's it like working at Dekine? Does it feel corporate or does it feel like a bunch of friends hanging out? Dekine is a massive company. Yeah, it's funny. Like there's less than 100 of us here at headquarters. And um, I moved out to Hood River. Um, I didn't have this job when I moved here. And uh, I was actually doing, uh, I was working in uh, social work before moving to Hood River. And moving out here, didn't know anybody and uh, snowboarded and mountain bikes. And I was just like, oh, this is a cool brand. I've heard of it. You know, I wear the gloves and sport some of their backpacks and got in. And it's been my family ever since. I am on the trail with these people every day and we take trips together and um, everybody's really supportive of one another. We work hard. We play hard. It's not just like a cheesy saying. It's like totally true here at Dekine. And um, being here, it'll be five years next month. Um, I really I feel like it's a family. Um, you know, we, we all go through our challenges and things change and, you know, the industry can be stressful at times, but it really helps when you work with such talented people who also shred really hard. And um, yeah, you know, I, I can't, can't say anything um, bad about, about the environment here. It's, it's been really rad. Have you always just used whatever sheets are the easiest to find? You're not even sure where you bought your sheets in the first place, are you? You've kind of just had them since college. No one's really sure. No one's ever sure. Well, guess what? Now you can buy really, really fancy sheets online at an affordable price. And that sounds super cool, and I don't really know much about that, because I still use the mystery sheets. But I can tell you about a really great creative agency called Wheelie Creative. Most people call it Wheelie but we're a creative agency for people who thrive outside. Results-oriented, strategy-driven, and a lot of fun to work with. So check us out, wheeliecreative.com. Results-oriented, pretty fun too. 
That's so cool. And you guys were at Rome Bike Fest, and I was just so impressed um, with everything you brought to Rome Fest and like the the booth activities you guys had going and uh, the giant, giant beer pong <laughs> game. I mean, I was like, you guys really showed up with a force. I was so excited. Well, we do like to party. We have a party line in our in our uh, catalog. So, you know, we we that's kind of the thing with the crew here at the kind we've got a We've got a, a kegerator upstairs, and I mean, it's not all about drinking, but we do like to crush a beer after we're done with a bike ride or in the parking lot after a good shred, shred session on the mountain. But um, yeah, the Rome Fest was so awesome. It was our first time being there, and uh, we actually partnered with Hydropack. They do all of the bladders for our packs, um, and so it was great having Sarah there in the booth with me, and we weren't really sure like how to get people to hang around the booth during happy hour. and. Sarah mentioned, uh, you know, everybody loves like yard games or maybe we could do Twister or something. And I, I just looked up this beer pong game, like, dude, who doesn't love beer pong? <laughs> and it was awesome because we had these ladies who had never played it before. And then we had other people come by and they're like, oh, yeah, I remember this from college. And so it was just really fun to have that vibe and, and, and it kept people around. They were stoked. So, um, yeah, that, that event was so awesome. We're so looking forward to doing more with Rome and Ash and Andy are just amazing. And uh, I mean, how can you complain about being in Sedona for an event? So um, it was really great. Yeah. So do you get to go to lots of events? Um, not really. That was actually my very first event that I've ever done on my own. Um, and so like because my main t- title is customer service manager, but um, we all wear many hats here at Dekine and um, my boss had mentioned it to me and I was like, oh yeah, it sounds like it's something I would totally want to do. And so trying that out, um, you know, I definitely would, would like to go to Rome again and maybe take on a few more events. Um, but it's just when the opportunity uh, knocks, you know, it's just like you got to answer and take it on and try something new. So um, other than that, just uh, the snow show every year I got to, uh, to Denver for that. So that's one of our largest shows. So it's good to have a lot of people in the booth and keeping the vibe going. So. Yeah, you guys are all over that show I feel like that booth is gigantic and you have a good spot yeah it's pretty massive and it's good to be across from Smith and uh that's usually who who are located nearby and um yeah but the we're looking forward to that I guess that's our next show coming up here in January um but then we've got some other people in-house and our, our marketing directors who who run a lot of events for us so um looking at the calendar, there's a lot on the board for everybody to, to take part in. And so it's pretty cool. That's cool. Do you end up having a lot of overlap with the marketing department since you're the customer service manager? Um, not a ton. Um, for like the business to business side, a lot of our um, e-com team, they work fairly closely with marketing because they're pushing promotions on our website. Um, but as we are further developing our business to business website, I have a feeling, uh, I'll start working a little bit more closely with them to, to get some of those stories out to our dealers and, and give them all those assets that they need, uh, to market on their websites. So. That's cool. Um, so we have an interesting relationship with a lot of like user interface stuff and websites for business to business versus direct consumer. And we're seeing this really interesting trend right now where a lot of companies are coming to our agency and they're saying, hey, we do way too much B2B. We want to do D2C. 
can you help us do that? And so then we're like having this big shift in, you know, people selling directly to shops or, or, you know, selling through shops versus directly to a customer. Um, And we're seeing a lot of brands wanting to cut back on B2B. What do you think of that? I Yeah. I mean, it's hard to say, like, I, I, for us, like our specialty accounts are key. That's the the bread and butter of, um, of our brand. And, um, it's important to have that balance. Um, and I think like with the kind, like we've, especially, um, our, our leadership team, they've done a really good job of just setting that tone and maintaining a balance and not being too heavy weighed towards the direct to consumer. Um, and I mean, our B2B site, we've been working on it for a couple of years now, and we're, we're getting more and more dealers on it on a regular basis. So we're still like, we're still investing a lot with our dealers. Um, so I really don't see that going away, at least for us. Um, you know, that's, that's really, it's really important for us to maintain that. And, um, yeah, but I, I know it's a tricky subject. A lot of people tiptoe around it. Um, but I, you know, I think that it's just all about balance and, and making sure that you're keeping everybody happy. (laughs) It's hard to do. Yeah, it is. And, and like, I love going into shops and trying on gloves and touching backpacks like so much of that tactile stuff gets lost when it's direct to consumer online and it's fun to go into a shop definitely well and especially like for 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 what our brand does I mean we're selling product at resorts and more mountain towns and people are on vacation they want to shop when they're on vacation they want to pick out something that they got when they were on the mountain um and you know I think that's an important thing to keep in mind and yeah, I mean, direct to consumer, it is, it's a big thing and you can't, you can't sit on your hands and not dive into that. But at the same time, like you said, it's just people want to touch the product. They want to test it out. They want to be able to compare it to other things. And especially with gear that you're going to be wearing, you know, out in the environment and um, you're relying on it to keep you comfortable on a ride. Um, it's kind of hard to, to order that online, try it on and really know that that's the right thing for you to be purchasing for your outdoor activity so or for your action sport yeah and i mean i don't know i love dakine's bike clothing like their women's bike clothing is so good yes yes and it's just getting better and better every season so um i'm really stoked about our women's line and uh being at rome like a lot of the women that i got to speak with they're wanting to you know try on our apparel so that's the one thing I have to note for next next season or for the next event with them is to bring some apparel for people to check out um but yeah we've done a really good job and we still have a little bit more work to do but we've got an awesome product team um behind it and so it's exciting to see what else they're gonna come up with um for uh I guess summer 20 is what they're working on right now so we'll see yeah wow that's so great um and then how like, do you, what's your split between working on snow and bike? Are you on like every, do you have a specialty within snow bike or surf or windsurf? I know Dakine's all over the action sports. Yeah, we're all over the map. I mean, we, we, we're, we're growing, we're trying to grow more in mountain biking. Um, snow and ski has, we've kind of gotten that dialed. Um, our outerwear line, we're yep. still working on that. Um, you know, I, we've, we haven't been, um, a major player in that spot for uh, for a solid amount of time yet. So I think we still 
have um, some tweaks to make there and continue to improve the product. I mean, you're always doing, they're always doing that upstairs in the, on the creative floor. <laughs> um, you never, they never stop. Um, yeah. But, uh, but our, our bread and butter was surf. I mean, we started off in surf making uh, surf leashes down in, in Hawaii and then moved out to Hood River. And I think it was in like 80, in 84, maybe I don't quote me on that, but um and, and got into the wind and kite. And then, of course, with Mount Hood there, um, that's how they got into the snow industry. And then mountain biking came along shortly after. Um, so I, I don't see us shying away from any of those sports, um, if anything, just growing more in, in some of them that we've just taken on. Um, like like you mentioned, the women's mountain bike line, um, adding more to that and, and really dialing it in. Um, so, yeah. That's awesome. I'm happy to hear that. Yeah, but so cool. Yeah, and for me, it's you know, as as somebody who works here and also does the sports, it's it's awesome to be able to go out and test product and give some feedback and um and be a, a little have a little piece of the creative uh have a little part in the in the creative side of things. But um, but yeah, that's so cool. So what in your job position, what do you think are some common problems that you solve in your work day? Um, that's hard to answer. <laughs> There's a lot of, them. <laughs> um, you know, uh, well, like I always mentioned, or I had mentioned before, uh, our main goal is to get orders, uh, to get product, uh, to land in our warehouse and fill our orders on time. And so, if you have a huge preseason order that has a lot of different product on it, um, pulling from different factories, um, there's always the question of, well, where's the gloves? The packs and bags are ready to ship, but we're missing, you know, a certain percentage of this product. Um, so answering those questions and figuring out how to manipulate our order book so that way um, we're 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 filling that order as much as possible before we ship it out to our customer, or even just thinking ahead to. Um, silly things like what should our start ship date be for a specific season and making sure that it doesn't land on a holiday and that everybody's going to be around to help troubleshoot things um, for that big start ship date and um, and then troubleshooting things uh, anything as simple as a certain item that isn't showing up on our b2b website um, so people can't order it and trying to figure out you know if there's um, an issue with the data integration and and you know looking at that and um, to other issues where it might be uh, one of our dealers is opening a new uh, storefront. And so we got to get them set up in the system and make sure that they're ready to go. Um, I don't know, just little things, but they add up fairly quickly. Um, and it's just making sure that business can continue to run smoothly and that, um, you know, if there is a problem that, you know, we solve it before really anybody outside of this building knows about it. Yeah, <laughs> that's the key. <laughs> so that's that's uh inc incredibly complex. It sounds like it can be. It can be, yeah. but you know, it keeps keeps me on my toes, and I've got a solid team working with me, so that also helps a lot. Oh yeah. Are you tired of paying car insurance one place, health insurance another, how home insurance, renter's insurance, all these types of insurances in all these different places? Wouldn't it be nice if you could bundle something? Well, I know something cool to bundle. A website with a logo. 
you should call our friends at wheeliecreative.com. They're a creative agency for people who thrive outside, and they believe that life should be lived, felt, and shouted from mountaintops. That's the strategy that they bring into everything. While we might not know anything about bundling insurance, we know a lot about bundling love, strategy, and results into one giant branding package that'll get your business results. You might be thinking, Lisa, isn't Wheelie Creative your company? Isn't that your creative agency that you started 10 years ago? Sure is, but I'm paying Iris to edit the podcast and Wheelie Creative is what sponsors this podcast, so you get to hear the ads about it. WheelieCreative.com. We don't bundle insurance, but we do bundle other things. I think it is easy to overlook how how many hands something like how many hands a product goes through by the time it gets on your front porch or into a shop. Um, I think a lot of people overlook that. Yeah, yeah, it is pretty crazy to think about how uh, a backpack that you wear on your back, um, all of the different uh, brains that had to come together <laughs> to make sure that it could could make it all its uh, its way um, to a store, so that way you could buy it and 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 wear it. Um, you know, it's everything from our developers, designers, to getting approved for it, it to go into production and then communicated to a factory, and then the factory builds it and they ship it and then it arrives into a warehouse and it gets stocked and then packed into a box and then shipped off to a dealer and they unpack it and put it on a shelf and yeah it's pretty pretty wild to think about um but you know it's it's at the same time it's really rewarding when you run into somebody at the airport or on the mountain or just in a random town and they're sporting a Dekine pack and they hear that you work from with Dekine or at Dekine and they're so stoked to talk to you about how much they love this backpack that they've been carrying around for like 20 years or how they have a favorite jacket that they wear on the mountain. Um, so it's, you know, it's pretty awesome to be a part of that process. Oh, that's so cool. I, I find it fascinating and kind of entertaining that you, your background is social work. <laughs> I know that's such a funny thing. <laughs> Um, yeah, well, I got my degree in advertising and communication and I graduated at the height of the, of the, uh, recession. And so it was pretty challenging to dive into that, um, career path, um, right fresh out of college without any experience and, uh, started just, well, and I also had moved back to the Midwest. I went to school at university of Wyoming, which is where I got into snowboarding and mountain biking. And my goal was to move back west as soon as possible um, and find my dream job, just like everybody right out of college, um, sure. but also have a bit of a bleeding heart. So I uh, kind of sucked it up and got into uh, working with a nonprofit and uh, helping people with disabilities obtain employment and then uh, got recruited by the government to work for the agency that was funding the nonprofit that I was working for. They were funding part of the program. And. Uh, worked with them uh, on kind of marketing and uh, worked with local businesses to help people obtain and maintain employment and and did that for about five years and then moved out here and uh, kind of had to start my career over. It was a little bit humbling to go from having an office and everything to uh, to answering phone calls uh, and talking to people about like what gloves they might want to buy uh, their kids for Christmas or something. But at the uh -huh. same time, it was, it was so rad because I love the brand and I really wanted to be in Hood River. And, 
uh, love the sports that we represent. And, uh, and here I am five years later and uh, super stoked to be a part of it still. And uh, yeah, and now I'm going on five years here. So it's probably the longest time I've actually uh, stayed in one spot. So uh, yeah, living the dream. <laughs> that's, that's so great. Yeah. That's, and fi- it's funny because five years, um, it is a long time to work at a company these days. There's just a lot of humans that just rotate from position to position within the outdoor industry. And then, you know, like everybody meets up at outdoor retailer and you're like, oh, hey, you're with this brand now. So it, I think it's really cool that you're sticking around and kind of moving up instead of out into something different. Yeah. Yeah. And it just, again, it speaks to the fact that I, uh, that we have so many awesome people here at Dekine and um, and we've had a lot of changes too, uh, within the brand, you know, when I came on, we had just been, uh, sold and purchased. Um, and so there, it was a bit, a bit hectic and we were, you know, implementing a new ERP system and just everything was kind of, um, I don't know, uh, it was a bit of a whirlwind. And so I learned a lot very quickly. You had to. Uh, we always kid around. It was sink or swim, you know, and so I swam really hard and uh, learned a lot as fast as I possibly could. And uh, it's been great to be able to apply all of that knowledge and the skills that I learned from a bit of a hectic time and and uh, see that it's worth it to work really hard and, and to put the time in and, and then to be rewarded for it, too, is pretty awesome. So That's such a positive outlook. Dakin is so lucky to have you. <laughs> Thank <Wow>. you. <laughs> So nice. They must be doing a lot of stuff right over there. Yeah, I think, you know, they're definitely trying hard to keep everybody to keep everybody around and happy. Um, it, uh, it takes a toll on all of us when we see a good talent go. And, and so, yeah, it's the last thing that we want to do around here. Yeah. So what uh, what's your goal for your position or like what? Yeah. What's your big goal at Dekine? Ah, that's, that's a great question. Um, you know, I'm not really sure. I've been working on our B2B for about two and a half years now. So I'd really like to, um, to, to see that project finished. And um, to, I mean, I'm sure it's always going to be evolving, but to get, to get that site to a point where it's, um, you know, running pretty, it's to, to the point where it's automated and um, I don't have to babysit it as much. And, um, and yeah, and then I don't know. I I still feel like I have a lot to learn, but I I really have enjoyed being a part of the sales department and working with that team. And so I'd like to stick around and 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 see what else we can do with that department. Um, but it's hard to say. Um, positions open up randomly, or we decide that we need to create a new role because there's a a, a need that um, hasn't been fulfilled yet. And so. Yeah, I am not I'm not quite sure how to answer that. Cool. <laughs> but I do want to stay in the industry yeah. and I do love the brand. Yeah. So if I'm if I'm doing one of those things then I'm I'll be happy. Nice. So. And what like from your point of view where you're sitting, um what's what's just some like generic advice you can give to people in the creative side of brands or marketing uh just to like have a bigger understanding of the industry. Um hard to say it's um, a hard question yeah <laughs> um can you ask that one more time yeah just because I think you know so many of our listeners don't work in customer service or sales and so it's cool to have your perspective so what uh 
what's some advice you can give to people who work in marketing departments or creative departments to kind of just make the industry a better place? Um, I would say it, it would, it would be beneficial for everybody if we, and I know it's hard to do because we all get sucked into our own little worlds and our own problems, but to take the time to take a step back and get to know what everybody in your company actually does. Um, I feel like once you have that kind of understanding, you grow more mutual respect for one another and it creates more autonomy and um, it really helps. I don't know. It helps you create better products. It helps you sell it better, market it better. Um, and you have an appreciation for when things may not go the way that you thought they would, but you can take a step back and just look at, you know, maybe where it went wrong and you know who might be able to help solve that problem. Um, or maybe when something was going really great and a certain person who normally didn't have a hand in, in the project, maybe they do something awesome and you can see that they've got a skill set that would be beneficial to, to grow with and to give them an opportunity in an area maybe they wouldn't have had if, if you didn't actually know what they were doing. Um, I don't know if that makes sense. <laughs> but, um, I, I just think, I think that a lot of times people just get tunnel vision. And so it's important to take a step back and, and to, to see the big picture. Yeah, well said. That was a great answer. Well, <laughs> and where, where can people follow you online? Sure. Um, so, well, Zakine has, uh, we have our uh, Instagram, um, and you can follow just the generic Zakine, hashtag Zakine.com, um, or sorry. So we have our Instagram, and then we have the, our website, Zakine.com, um, and then I'm also on LinkedIn, um, and I have my own personal Instagram, but I don't know if, if people really want to hit me up that way. It's uh, sweater weathers. Um, but yeah, I mean, you can find me, I, I'm, I'm trying to think if the kind has, um, I don't think they have our, like a list of everybody, like a directory on our website, but you can always yeah. just go to dekind.com and, and send an email. Everybody knows who I am here. So shouldn't be hard. Nice. Well, thank you so much for your time. Yeah. And thank you. Um, yeah, I think, I think people are going to like this one. Okay. Thank you, Lisa. I appreciate it. Thanks so much. And Thank we'll you. stay in touch. Okay. Yeah, for sure. Sounds good. Okay. Bye. There you go. So you can follow Dekine on Instagram at Dekine, Dekine.com. Um, give Marie a follow if you're into her and what she said. Uh, she is at Sweater Weathers. I follow her and enjoy her feed. You will too. And um, tune in next week. I'm pretty sure next week I am speaking with Luis Benitez, the uh, director of the Colorado Outdoor Recreation Industry Office. So earlier on the podcast a few weeks ago, we spoke with Rachel Vandevoort of Montana, and this is kind of like her Colorado counterpart. Uh, Luis is a highly entertaining human being, smart guy, so I'm sure that's going to be a good one. So tune in to that. Bye.